Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how we doing? Good. Good. So glad to hear it. Uh, pushing. Well, I think we're past halfway now. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah so definitely getting into uh, the nitty gritty, looking at playoff time, seeing how we're going to match up, how we can get there, things like that. Um, but uh, real quick, guys. Uh, we just wanted to kind of share some stuff that's going to be going on with the podcast, keep you guys in the loop so you guys are aware, so you know when to catch us, when not to catch us. Um, but we are going to uh, not be putting out some videos for just a little bit uh, due to just, honestly, time being becoming a factor. <laughs> uh, it's just not it's not going not gonna to work out too well for us. And then um, on top of that, we're actually going to be um, shifting gears and releasing a couple about multiple, about three episodes a week. And so instead of having one big one, we're going to be releasing uh, three a week. Um, and we'll just, we're just going to try and see how that goes. So I just wanted to give you guys aware those uh, will be coming out on Tuesday, Thursdays, and Fridays. And then obviously stay tuned to like all of our social media pages as we'll be, you know, putting stuff out on there as well. Sound good? Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, we got some news to jump into real quick. Um, well, first, if they have any questions or concerns about uh, some of the changes or maybe they just want to ask some questions, James, where can they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or just anywhere on the internet, pretty much. Uh, the Fancy Monsters or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Yep, come check us out. Like us on everything. Friend us, whatever. You know, do your thing. Uh, but we got some monster news we're going to jump into real quick. Let's go ahead and uh, what do we got in monster news? Yeah, it looks like uh, CH has a really good chance to play here in week 11. That's a good thing. It's been out for a while. But that really pissed a lot of people off this past weekend, though. <laughs> yeah. And then Darrell Williams has, like, an incre- like crazy receiving game. Right. But uh, Aaron Jones out one to two weeks with a mild MCL sprain. This one's going to hurt a lot of people. Yep. This one sucks, but uh, hopefully he should be back out there soon. Tua's going to start week 11 for the Dolphins. Yep. I think that's a good thing. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Cordell Patterson likely out week 11. They're playing Thursday night, I believe, against the Patriots. So he should probably, he's most likely, he's doubtful. So I'm yeah. just assuming he's going to be out. Yep. Baker Mayfield, day-to-day with a knee injury. Another thing for him. Yeah. Yeah, the Browns are sliding. <laughs> They're sliding. Well, what really frustrates me is, man, I had the Browns, like, winning that division. I'm, I loved what they did to their defense in the off season, the pieces they brought in, yeah. um, you know, still with the offense looking the way it, it was. And it just, they've not, they really not look great. No. And then uh last piece of news, uh, Kyler Murray and Deandre Hopkins, they both may play in week 11. Kyler's closer than Hopkins is. Hopkins did not practice at all last week. Right. Murray got in a little bit of limited practice. So, if I had to assume just one of them's going to play, it would be Kyler. Hopkins might still sit out this week, but they both still have a chance. Just they need to practice. Well, and Qu- didn't Colt McCoy go out this week too? Yeah, he got so, hurt. <laughs> they really need Kyler back. It's um, crazy how long he's been in the league. Colt McCoy? Yes. Like 11 years, isn't it? Long time. Yeah. Good old boy out of Texas. I didn't mind him coming in the league. He just no. He just been a glorified backup for many years. Kind of like uh, Chase Daniel for anybody... You yeah, know, some of those old Mizzou Cole guys. Cole McCoy is a lot better than Chase Daniels ever been in the league. 
I mean, Chase Daniels won a he has a couple uh Super Bowl rings. Yeah. <laughs> I bet he contributed a whole lot too. Hey, holding it's clip, mostly to yeah, film holding clipboards. Uh, <laughs> no, dude, they do a lot in, hanging uh, out practice in the quarterback room. <laughs> telling jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Um that's it for news. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to move on. Um <laughs> on that note, uh let's talk generate health. Uh, so we've introduced our partnership with generate health a few weeks ago. Um, you know, they, they've been formed for about 22 years and they bring together all organizations that impact mothers, babies, and families to accelerate positive change here in the St. Louis area. Uh, they have a long track record of partnering with families, public health departments, hospitals, uh, health centers, academic centers, community organizations, advocacy organizations, faith-based organizations, basically they can partner with anybody and that just what it just makes them that much more effective. Uh, they do have a bold vision of eliminating racial disparities and in infant and maternal health by the year 2033. That is a very bold vision, but I love it. I love being bold. Go we'll talk. About, yeah. We'll be talking about some bold predictions later too. Um, when this vision uh, is achieved, thousands of families each year will be stronger and healthier than ever, which is ultimately what we want to go for here. Uh, <laughs> basically in the unhealthiest country in the world. Uh, we hope you'll join us as the fantasy monsters in supporting this organization and the fight for health equity for mothers and babies. And to learn more, uh, just visit their website at www.generatehealth.org. Uh, they'll have the link in the descriptions. We'll have it all over our social media pages. You can also see them underneath our sponsors and partnerships on our, on our uh, website. And then you can also go and follow them on Facebook at generate health uh, generate health STL. So to learn more about them, um, just again, go check them out. If you have any questions, you want to chat with us about it, you cannot reach us and, uh, they are amazing. So definitely don't miss out. Let's go quarterbacks. That's fine. I got some bold predictions on here. Yours, yours seem a lot more normal. Just kind of throw that out there. Okay. That's fine. Maybe. Who you got for quarterbacks this week? I'm going to go Joey B, Joey Burrow against the Raiders. Uh, coming off a of bye week, and um, Raiders just got killed by the Chiefs. Chiefs offense uh, showed up. They, uh, <laughs> it's about time. Yeah, Raiders, statistically, they look pretty good as far as their defense earlier in the season, but I think it's starting to come to level. So not threatening at all. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, Joe Burrow's definitely has some games. So, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, it's been it's been good. Um, I'm going Tua, man. I'm a little bit bold prediction. There's a lot of hate right I now. Like it seems it. like on Tua, you know. Oh, he's not the guy we thought, and oh, he's had all these bad games. Let me let me roll some stuff out there. The games that he's had that were rough. Ultimately, most people had rough games against those same teams. Yeah, you know, Buffalo. All right, he was he got hurt in one of them. He didn't play overly well in the other one. Baltimore didn't play very well last week. Um, but again, these are tough defense. Then even New England. New England's a tough defense. You know, Bill Belichick always plays them well. Outside of that, he's played pretty well. Jacksonville, 26. Atlanta, 35, or 36. You know, so he's had definitely some games where... He's he, missed a lot of games. And I mean, he's had a couple... I mean, one was 291 yards and four passing touchdowns. One was 330 right. yards, two passing touchdowns. I mean, those are two very good games. I mean, yeah, he's only really played four full games so far this season. Right. So I think, uh, what, cause he came in halfway this past week, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. He only played 46% of snaps. Yeah. So I don't even think he, yeah, he definitely didn't play the full game. Um, so, I mean, realistically, I think two is going to be fine. He'll be healthier this week. Um, hopefully with his finger and whatnot, but it does. If this is only his second year in the league, but it does feel like he's been in the league a lot longer than that. Well, I think it's because reason. he's been talked about for so long. Yeah. Like think about his whole last year of college. Everybody was tanking for Tua, you know, like, so that whole, that whole premise has been going on. It seemed like for, yeah, for quite a while. All right, let's go running backs. Okay. Yeah, this one's just easy. I'm going Najee Harris. I think he's going to absolutely crush the uh, Los Angeles Chargers. The uh, Chargers, if you're wondering, they're the 24th best against uh, running backs. That's not a good stat for them. They're right. bad against running backs. And the Steelers on offense are bad. But they like giving Najee Harris the ball. And every lot. facet. A lot. Receiving work, running work, doesn't matter. Yes. He's getting the ball somehow. And So, yeah, it's just a guaranteed. Yeah, that's true. It is. Um, I'm actually kind of staying same game of what I was just talking about. And I'm going Michael Carter. Um, so he's he's playing uh, Miami. Um, 22nd best against running back. So just slightly better than the Chargers. So not good. I'm not worried. Yeah, we'll talk Michael um, Carter later. I think, I think one of the big things for Michael Carter come, uh, moving forward is the fact that like he also gets a lot of receiving work. Yes. And if they're going to be down, which I'm assuming they're going to be, yes. there's a really good chance that he'll still get not only some decent yards on the ground, but a lot of yards in the passing game as well. So I'm I'm not overly worried. I think Michael Carter, and he's just continuously increased, but we'll get into more about that later. So uh, wide receivers. Yeah, I'm going to go Devonta Smith versus New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans sounds tough, but uh, they're 25th against wide receivers on the season. They're mm-hmm. not, and Devonta Smith's coming off two good games. He looks great out there. Just keep it rolling. Yeah, I'm going to keep it rolling with another guy that's been having a pretty solid season, which I told you he would, is C.D. Lamb. Um, yeah, he's been C- very, very, very <laughs> good. He's been very, very good, very, 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 very good. consistent. He's had a couple down games, but going against Kansas City, we know what Kansas City's defense is. One of the worst in the league. So um, they're just not good at all. And I think CeeDee Lamb's definitely going to benefit. Uh, Dak Prescott looked great last week um, off of that terrible performance. I think that performance was so bad that they're never going to let that happen again. Mm-hmm. So CeeDee Lamb's going to crush it this week. Oh, yeah. Uh, tight ends. I'm going to go Dawson Knox against Indy. He's coming off from being hurt last week. He didn't do anything. I think they're going to get back to it. Indy is astonishingly bad against the tight. I think they've given up the third most tight points to the tight. What happened position. to that defense? I was actually just talking to JT about this earlier. I don't know. He should. Yeah. <laughs> he, he would he, know better than I do. Yeah, he needs to, because he's a huge he, Indy well, he's fan. He's actually watching them in person, it seems like. Yeah, he's week. been to like four games <laughs> like, this year. It's ridiculous, but uh, uh, yeah, we need to figure that out, man. Like, that defense just looks atrocious. So, it, who would have thought coming into the season, though, you'd have been like, man, dude, Dawson Knox is going to be a good player. Yeah, it's been a few <laughs> weeks since he's had like one of those games, but this is this is the matchup for it. He's still like, I think he's still number one, though. Yeah. As far as tight ends go. Um, and I'm uh, going to jump into mine, who's, he's coming up there, guys. Uh, Pat Fryermuth. And yeah. uh, he's looking good. Uh, a lot of it, this is going to be about... Um, how many touches and oh, basically how many touchdowns is he going to score? He gets yeah, a lot he's of red zone the work. targets though. He's getting good targets. We'll also talk about him later. Uh, mm-hmm. He's also playing the chargers like uh, Najee. Uh, they were bad against running backs, but guess what? They're even worse against tight ends. They're 27th yeah. in the league against tight ends. 
Yeah, it's it's astonishingly astonishingly whatever. It's bad. Astonishingly. Thank you. You're, you're so smart. Yeah, you're you you college boy. Um, but anyways, I mean Pat Pat he's with the injuries and everything that keeps getting sustained to this Pittsburgh team. They got to have someone to throw the ball to and they got to have a red zone target. And as much as we love Deontay Johnson, he's not a red zone guy. Pat Fryermuth is going to be it. And basically, he's got nine targets, seven, six targets, seven targets. Yeah, you're seven. guaranteed I mean, at least six he's targets. Like, with him. Last four weeks, he's crushing it. So just keep out for uh, Pat Farmuth this week. Yep. All right, guys, we got some more player profile outlooks, rest of season type mentality to throw at your way. I think we got like ten. Was it ten people? Five. Seven. Seven. No, we got like seven people. So <laughs> not close to ten. We, we have seven weeks left in the season, so... There you go. One for each week. No, that's not how it works. Oh, that's not how it works. Okay. They're just both seven. I like when things are like that. When it just lines up and matches. It was unintentional, but... Which reminds me... Since you brought me, attention to it, I appreciate what it. What we just learned, Knights of the Round Table, if you didn't know, eight people. I thought it was eight, but you made me second guess myself. Yeah, I thought it was seven, and so... And then you said nine. And then I, I thought it was an odd number, <laughs> so I just went like all around the actual number. <laughs> I don't know why I thought it was around... An odd number, but makes sense. All things are even. So, anyways, let's chat David Montgomery. Yeah, let's chat David Montgomery. Yeah, man. So I'm gonna throw out there, man. We talked again all off season, leading up to this season. We still couldn't believe Khalil Herbert went so late in the draft. We loved him going to Chicago. He has had some really awesome weeks with David Montgomery out. Yeah. But what are we thinking between the two rest of the season? Oh, well, Khalil Herbert's uh, irrelevant. Uh, week 9, because Bears were on by last week, week 10. So week 9, when David Montgomery came back, uh, Khalil Herbert saw 16% of snaps. Yeah, man. Four rushing attempts. Yeah, I was actually a little shocked. That I thought it. they were going to be a little bit more split, but you disagreed, and you were more correct. So oh, yeah. He saw 85% of snaps last week, 13 attempts for 63 yards. Coming off a of bye week. Thank God I didn't have to watch the Bears this past week, but um, yeah, yeah, shot like watching the Bears games like routinely. There's two receiving options downfield for yeah. Justin Fields. That's yeah. it. Yeah, we can't get over this nonsense. I mean, we we watch play after play, and we're just dissecting these terrible, like drawn up plays where it was a bootleg, and then two people went out. The I forgot who they're playing, but they still rushed like seven. And then it was two on two or two on two on one and <laughs> coverage. Yeah. So I'm just sitting here just like, what the heck is this crap? And it was just over and over and over again. And what was even weird is like, sometimes it was one of the guys going out was a tight end. So he had like oh, one yeah. receiver and one tight end. Yeah. It's Why? Not good. <laughs> Gosh. But uh, talking David Montgomery, David Montgomery is really good. And you want to hear something that's really, really good. Yeah. Always. Always. His always, uh, always, remaining always. schedule, weeks 11 through 17. Look, if he you, could do what he did last year. Yeah, he man. really, really can. So week 11, yes. we're going to start with Baltimore, 16th against the running back position. Then we go week 12, Detroit. Detroit, yep. 29th against the running back position. Week 13, Arizona, 20th against the running back position. Week 14, okay, this one, this one gets real tough. This is his toughest matchup. It's a versus Green Bay. Yep. 15th against running back. Yep. So... That's his best remaining matchup, his worst, I guess, and it's still the 15th best in the league. Yep. Like, so then we got Minnesota the next week, 17th. Then to finish this last two weeks, 
Seattle 31st against the running back position and the Giants 25th. Yeah, I don't think you can find a better schedule. That is beautiful. And unfortunately, I think, well, it might be this week, actually. I think week 11 might be a lot of people's trade deadline. So if you're going to try and take a stab, do it now. Yeah. Because he would be somebody that I would definitely, even after last week coming back, um, or two weeks ago coming back and only having nine points is still not like, oh, yay, we have David Montgomery back. It's more like, oh, what a disappointment. By week, you might be able to snag him this week, and he's got a killer rest of schedule. Yep. It's our yeah, rest it's of season very, schedule. Very good. Yeah, don't worry about Clue Herbert, Damian Williams, whoever they're back, whoever's back there. It's David Montgomery's job if he's healthy. 100%. So, yep. Next guy. Yeah, let's check Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, this one's going to be a touch tougher because uh, he's been out now for over a month, pretty much. Coming back. Could have played last week. Looks like he's going to play this week. So. One of the problems, though, is when he was playing earlier this season, was not that great. Had, like, two good games, two bad games, and he got hurt week five. Seeing good percentage of snaps. Darrell Williams, though, has been very playable in his absence. Like last week, nine targets, nine receptions, 101 receiving yards, and a touchdown from Darrell Williams. But let's let's have a little peek at a Clyde Edwards-Alaire's uh, matchups for the rest of the season. See how you feel about them. So, week 11, when they're about to play, they're playing Dallas. Mm. Tough matchup. Sixth mm-hmm. against the running back. Week 12, you have a bye. Week 13, Denver, 13th against running back position. A mediocre matchup. Then, weeks 14, 15, two very good matchups against Las Vegas and the Chargers, 23rd and 24th. Then, week 16, Pittsburgh, third against the running back position. And week 17, he's playing Cincinnati, 28th against the running back position. How do you feel about Clyde if he's coming back for the rest of the season? So I've always not been a massive fan of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, even dating back to last year. I'm just not, in in this offense, I'm just not, I'm not a running back guy. I don't want to own the running back in this offense. I don't want anything to do with the running back in this offense. I don't care if he's talented or not. Um, they just pass the ball too much. I'm just, I, I, I don't like, I mean, he's got some decent matchups, especially in championship weekend, but, tough, 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 but tough Pittsburgh, ones, so. Pittsburgh and Dallas. I mean, that's killer. And even plus Denver, a bye week, plus a bye week in there too. So plus a bye week and Denver's not a slouch, man. No. Like Denver's defense has been stacking up pretty well. So I'm not a fan of Clyde rest of season at all. I, he'll be playable and stuff like that, but you, you just cannot expect a lot from him. You no, can't, you just, I mean, he's had a couple okay weeks, but like, I mean, majority of the time he, when he's when he's gonna when he comes back, he will be that dominant snap percentage guy, getting all the rushing attempts. He'll mm-hmm. split the receiving work with Daryl Williams. Yep. But uh, again, Clyde doesn't have a rushing touchdown on the season so far. No, nope. he's got two receiving touchdowns. It's just it's tough. Clyde is just a real tough case since he's been in the league. Yeah, yeah, I've. I mean, again, I wasn't I mean, a fan of him coming in. He yard rushing games so far in the season when he's played four full games, pretty much. True. So half his games, but... But even then, dude, he's had a couple of games where he saw the same snap percentages, same amount of attempts, and he had 43 and 46. Yeah. So, I mean, he's just like the tail, you know, of, of two different running backs. And I think it all is just game script. I mean, I'm not... Dude, I'm sorry, but Clyde, even though he would... Even if he was healthy, probably wouldn't have left my bench. I don't think I ever would have played him. 
Uh, I mean, they're definitely. I mean, I've been playing Daryl Williams in a couple leagues. Since yeah, but Daryl Williams gets a ton of passing work. Clyde never gets well, passing work no, for he, some reason. He does, but that's what he also he has to split it. No one else is there right now, so Daryl Williams is getting all of it. True. I, don't I think Clyde's going to be like a mid-low in RB2 when he comes back. Playable, but not exciting. Okay, you want to jump to this last guy? Yeah, man, this is my guy. Yeah, we did talk about him <laughs> last, uh, last episode, like two weeks ago, but mm-hmm. I thought it was worth bringing him back up again because yeah, he's been doing good in the, in the meantime. Yeah, Michael Carter, man. Yeah. He was one of my monster guys for this week. Um, I just love this dude, man. Like, he... He's a guy that can run between the tackles. He can run outside in the zone, the zone run. He also can get a ton of passing work. He's very, very good in the receiving game. Yep. Again, we talked about him in the, in the off season as our, in our rookies. Um, and when we were ranking them, he was a guy that we really, really liked. Another guy we were shocked that went so late. Yeah. Um, but I, I just, I, I love this dude, man. Like, he just keeps having each week. It just seems to get better and better. He did kind of have a down week against Indy, shockingly enough. Yeah, his I mean his efficiency hasn't really ever been great in any games. He's had a couple of good games efficiency wise, but it's, it's just the workload. Yeah, you're it's now a, looking for the efficiency with him. Yeah. It's the volume, and he's getting it's all it. volume. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's a game he had 14 freaking yeah, targets. That's, that's crazy. Like that's what's up. <laughs> Not well, normal. Um, he probably won't have that again the rest of the season. But if that he can, same game, Ty Johnson also saw six targets. Yeah, so that was twenty stupid. targets to the running back position <laughs> between those two players. That was the uh, that was the game. Mike White came out right. Mm. Wasn't it that game? Yeah, I think yeah. it was his first game. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that was that game. You mean the best quarterback of all time? Best quarterback of all time, Hall of Famer, man. Week one, um, he's already in uh, Ohio, right? Um, Canton, whatever. <laughs> it's it's close. <laughs> Isn't it Canton, Ohio, though? Or am I wrong? No, yeah, it's in Ohio. Okay, but Ohio's Ohio. a big place. True. I mean, fair. Anyways, so back to Michael Carter. I, I just like the fact that he he's going to consistently give you like anywhere between three and six targets a game. And yeah, he's just a volume play. There's nothing else up there that you're going to sit there and be like, this guy's going to take touches away from him. Yeah. And when we look at a schedule, uh, first half of the remaining games are very, very good. Second half, not so much. Week 11 this week, he's playing Miami. 22nd against the running back position. That's a very good matchup. Week 12 at Houston, 19th against the running back. Good matchup. Week 13 versus Philly, 30th against the running back position. Those are three great matchups coming up for him. Then things start getting tougher. He's playing New Orleans. Week 14, they're the second against the running back position. That is going to be a really tough game. Week 15, he plays Miami again. That's a good matchup. But to finish up the season, week 16 and 17, you got Jacksonville, who's the 12th. And Tampa Bay is the tenth. Yeah, championship weekend would be would be tough. Um, and keep in mind when I said that there's not much else out there. Yes, there is Ty Johnson, but Ty Johnson's not taking a ton he of attempts. The rushing attempts, no, not at all. Nowhere even close. Mm-mm. And even then, like his receiving, he does see a little bit more, but it's still also within the same kind of time for are the almost the same amounts as Michael Carter. So it's not. Yeah, they're usually very. Close. They're very close. So again. That's what I mean. Just want to preface that. Yes, I we understand Ty Johnson's there, and it, I know somebody named JT also picked him up for some unknown reason, but whatever. Picked up the wrong guy. Yeah, I think you keep playing Michael Carter right now, but 100%, as man. the season, like once that New Orleans games comes around and stuff like that, you're really going to have to question if you can keep him in your lineup anymore. I mean, he, he could just absolutely blow up within these next three weeks, and he's just, you can't take him out of your lineup, but... Yeah, I'm also hoping that, like... 
I'm I'm banking on the fact that even on those tough matchup games, that he'll just get a ton of passing work. <laughs> like, yeah, that's literally what I'm trying to bank on here. Is just I like, mean, last week against Buffalo, 16 points against that defense. That's that's a pretty good showing. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad at all. So I'll I'll take that, dude. If he could do that every week, I'll take that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shoot, 16 man. points per game at the running back position would be like top five too. I'm just yeah, but not through the whole season, just the rest of this season. <laughs> All right, you want to move on? Yep. All right, let's talk wide receivers. Elijah Moore. Yeah. This is a kid, dude, coming into this year out of Ole Miss. We talked, again, some of these guys, rookies we talked about. I really liked him. You, and yeah. He, he definitely had opportunity here at the Jets um, to be able to come in and, and be a guy. He's definitely had some good weeks. I like his last three weeks um, with the target share that he's been getting. Receptions, yep. not so much on some of, like, last week, but... He's getting some targets. He's getting in the end zone. Yeah, he's getting in the end zone. And, uh, you know, I know Corey Davis coming back. Um, yeah, Corey Davis missed two of the past three weeks. And he those played were, last week, and those yeah, were worked. Those are some big... Last week was a bigger week for him, obviously. Yeah. Um, but I think Elijah Moore definitely has the talent. Oh, he's improving. He's definitely the number... I still think Corey Davis is the number one. Yeah, I think he's the number two. But uh, target-wise, Elijah Moore might in-game see more targets than him, but... As far as down the field, best talent wide receiver on the field, I still think it's Corey Davis for sure. Yeah. Oh, you th- okay? Talent wise too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. It's I, just I don't hard disagree. coming from the slot with Elijah Moore. Like uh, uh, those three touchdowns in the past two weeks are are nice to see though. Yeah. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, I I do like him in the slot a lot though. And I mean, he's uh, a tough, tough player when he's he got is. the ball in his hands. Dude, and he looks good running these routes, man. Like, yeah. he does look really, really solid. Yeah, and Jamison Crowder's kind of starting to be an afterthought in this offense. I'm surprised he's still here, man. I thought they were going to cut him preseason, but they never did. Well, they restructured his contract, and he came back, like, week four. Yeah, dude, even Denzel Mims was, you know, getting on the field. Uh, and, and there was talks about him uh, disappearing out there, too. But anyways, Elijah Moore, rest of season. You banking or you're not banking? Let's go through the uh, schedule first. All right. Week 11 was coming up Miami. Very good matchup. 31st against wide receivers. Yeah. And then we got uh, two tougher matchups. We got week 12 at Houston, the 16th against wide receivers. So not a tough matchup, just very mediocre. Week 13 is going to be tough, though. It's against Philly. They're the fifth against wide receiver position. Next four weeks, though, the last month of his season. You want to hear these? Uh, No. Okay. No, I'm going. Go ahead. Next. Uh, okay. Week 14, we got New Orleans, 25th against wide wide receiver position. The next week at Miami again, 31st. Next week, Jacksonville, 23rd. And then week 17, Tampa against... Yeah, week 17 against Tampa, they're the 18th. Yep. So he's really only got one hard matchup the rest of the season against Philly. One mediocre one and five easy matchups. Yeah, yeah, definitely easier matchups. I mean, yeah, playing Miami twice is going to be nice. Yeah, for sure. And even Tampa, like, surprisingly, with just the secondary issues that they've been having. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's going to be yeah, very heavy passing. Yeah, defense is not the same as last year. No, it's definitely not. Mm-hmm. Their front four and everything is not bad. But, yeah, dude, their secondary um, just been decimated. But anyways, so I kind of like Elijah Moore. Um, but I guess let's just do it this way. If you're taking a shot, would you take your shot with Elijah Moore or Corey Davis rest of the season? I'd go Corey Davis, but I think it's very close. You think, I think it's, very, it's close? very close? I think they're both flex plays for us. So season. if you're not the Corey Davis owner, and if Elijah Moore happens to be available, um, he's only rostered in about 68% of leagues right now, so yeah, there's a chance. Crazy. 
There's yeah. a chance he's out there. Yeah. Um, he would be worth picking up. Oh yeah, and, for and, sure. And at least for stashing sure. for sure, or maybe even playing. We got a lot of teams on bye weeks coming up too. So yeah, you know, again, the Rams are on bye week. Um, this week. So, you know, this coming week, and so is Denver. So there's some there's some wide receivers that aren't going to be playable there, and then so on and so forth. Elijah Moore's already got his bye week, so he's good. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Yep. Devonta Smith. Yes, rookie Freaking. wide receiver. Another rookie guy, man. Yeah, he's had a couple good... He's backed up his two best games so far in the league the past two weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. He had some games before that earlier in the season, but he also had some disappearing acts. Mm-hmm. Past two weeks, though, six targets in each game. Caught five and one, four in the other. One of them was 116 yards and touchdown last week. He was just able to grab two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It's clear above and away the best wide receiver on this team. Mm-hmm. No one else is even coming close. Zach nope. Ertz is gone. Dallas Goddard left last week with a concussion. We'll see how that goes. Miles Sanders is still out, so it's really Devonta Smith. Yep. And you probably a lot of people have been playing him this whole time, but uh, let's go through his schedule because he's another guy who has a very nice schedule yes. coming up. Yes, he does. Week 11 versus New Orleans, 25th against the wide receiver position. Week 12 at the Giants, 22nd against the wide receiver position. Then he's playing the Jets, 11th against the wide receiver position. So one of his toughest matches upcoming. Then we got a bye week. Week 15, we're playing Washington, 29th against the wide receiver position. Going back to the Giants, that's the 22nd again, and then Washington again. So he's playing the Giants and Washington twice each in the next, yeah. for, for the rest of the season, and both of those are great, great matchups. And then the New Orleans isn't a good matchup. It's toughest matchup is the Jets. Yeah, which is interesting to say. But yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got some very, very nice rest of the season stuff, so... I'm um I'm definitely taking a shot. I have him on my team. Yes. I'm actually going to be putting him on him in my lineup and not taking him out rest yeah, of the season. He's a low end wide receiver until the bye week. At least until the bye week, but I really like the matchups and I like the fact he's getting the targets and again with him only being there, he's the only guy. Mm-hmm. And even if Miles Sanders does come back soon, I still think he's going to be seeing I think it's just going to benefit think, yeah. him more, mm-hmm. you know, if anything. So, I think he's going to be fine and yeah, I think he's and he's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. All this nonsense. He's not big enough. Yeah, well. Doing all right. Yeah. <laughs> I love tall, standing guys like me. <laughs> yeah. The short fat guys don't really make it in the league, so Well, not at the wide receiver position. That's true. <laughs> not really in any position, <laughs> to be honest. I mean not really water boys. short. Yeah. There's there's a lot water of, boys. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so yeah. we got we like, got uh, we got places. Daniels, like Chase Daniels. <laughs> He's not sure. But. Speaking of short guys, let's talk Pat Fryermuth. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He's been an interesting <laughs> surprise to me so far this season. Yeah. Um, ever since the injury to, um, oh, and, a, and his name just left my mind. Why can't I think of it? The other tight end there. Eric Ebron? Thank you. Um, ever since Ebron went down, uh, Pat Fryermuth has just, he's been killing it since uh, since that bye week, eight uh, weeks, eight, nine Last week was a little disappointment, but he saw he three saw t- nine <laughs> targets though in that game. I mean, he did he see nine targets, five of them for thirty-one yards. But he also lost. He also fumble, lost a fumble. So. Yeah, so that would have been a little bit better. But uh, no, his past month, if it hasn't put up fantasy points, it's still been what you want to see. Yes, and I think moving forward, I mean, let's look at his uh, let's look at his schedule. So, got the Chargers twenty seventh against tight ends, Cincinnati tenth, Baltimore 29th. Minnesota, surprisingly the best team against yes. the tight end. 
Uh, Tennessee at nine, Kansas City at 28, Cleveland at 17. So, I mean, outside of the Minnesota game, even the Tennessee game, I'm not overly worried. No, see, the tight end position is also weird because one of these teams plays like Travis Kelsey and just demolishes them. Right. There's not a lot of tight ends who can do that, but these tight end teams that he's going to be playing against, yeah, the Minnesota one will be tough. Yes, for sure. But outside of that, there's a lot of really, I mean, Kansas City, Baltimore, and Los Angeles Chargers, those are the 27th, 28th, and 29th against the tight end position. Yeah, and even the cleanup, uh, Cleveland in the championship game. Yeah. So, I'm definitely, I actually just picked him up last week. He's only rostered in 67% of leagues. He's definitely a playable tight end right now. You can put him in your lineup for sure. Yes, 100% agree with you. And tight ends, especially, I never stash two tight ends. I never have two tight ends on my team. I just recently have been doing the, uh, which hasn't really worked out yet. Did you try uh, streaming him? No, picked up like Ricky Seals-Jones and I've been holding Logan Thomas. He's going to come back soon, but. Well, didn't Ricky Seals-Jones get hurt this week? Yeah. Yeah, so he's out. Um. Hey, I got a tight end for you, though. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, the thing is, is like, I, I'd never really do it. And I've got Noah Fant and Pat Fryermuth on my team. And I, I'm kind of happy with it. That one's <laughs> tough, though, if you only had to pick one. Yeah, well, exactly. But uh, at least I can play some better matchups where, obviously, I don't have to play in week 14. I can play Noah if he's, you know, whatnot. So, yeah. I, but I like him. I think here's the big thing for me, guys, with Pat Fryermuth, red zone guy. Oh, yeah. Always, oh, yeah. always going to be your red zone guy. I'm going to pull up and see if I can. Too, because Big Ben can't throw that far. <laughs> good grief! I want to see, I want to see what he can't like, how far he can throw now. Like, well, I bet he could give you one pass that's like maybe 50 air yards. But you think so? He'll be out. Like, next. do you think he'll, he'll be like out throw his shoulder out if yes, he did that? Though? Yes, you do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. Because I'm, I'm like looking. Shout out the Lions, though. Didn't lose a week. <laughs> to the <Shut> up, dude. <laughs> I, I'm a Lions fan, so. I know you are. Yeah, dude, his average depth of target this year is 6.4. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if, like, most of most of that wide receiver core and tight ends are about there. Yeah. The only guy they really go deep to is Claypool sometimes. You move over to another tight end. Well, I was trying to see if I could find uh, his red zone targets, but I don't have it up. I didn't put it down. So I mean, he scored three touchdowns in the past three weeks. So. But but yeah. Anyways, I love him. Let's yeah. move on. This is your guy. You like this dude? What? You're a huge. You're a huge fan of this guy. You just bought his jersey and everything. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I honestly don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. Well, I win. You lose. Okay. Well. uh, we're going to talk about Dan Arnold. Yep. BFFs. I have no feelings towards him. Oh, you don't? No. I just I want to talk about him, though. Okay. So uh, he's a new addition to uh, Jacksonville. Football. <laughs> right, to Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Past three weeks. Been good. Been good. Ten targets in a game, seven targets in a game, seven targets in another game. So 24 targets in three games. He's been, uh, he's seen the most targets on the team in that time span. I think you can play Dan Arnold. He hasn't had like any massive games yet, hasn't hit the end zone yet though, but he's got 60 yards in all three of those games at least. Not much is working for Jacksonville and the remaining 
schedule of his is uh, they're bookended by two tough matchups, but everything between is pretty good. We start off with San Francisco week 11. That's the uh, San Francisco's fourth against the tight end position. Then we go Atlanta, 13th against the tight end position. So nothing really to worry about. Then the Rams, 22nd. Tennessee, 9th. Then we got Houston and the Jets, 26th and 20th. And then week 17, championship week at New England, 7th against tight end position. So San Francisco and New England are tough, but there's a lot of really good matchups in between there. Yeah, I just, when I, when I think of Jacksonville, it's just everything's gross. Yeah, um, for pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I, I do like James Robinson. I've liked him pretty much all year. Um, I was probably, and luckily for me, it worked out with Travis Etienne getting hurt, but I was like the only James Robinson supporter I felt like out there. Um, and he's he's quietly, in my opinion, quietly had a pretty pretty good season. No, no, he's been um, very good. But uh, as far as when you look at this wide receiver core, and then you even go down to these tight ends, there's just not much there. I mean, Marvin there's Jones nothing. is your number one. He's disappeared. You know, and LaVishka Chenault's just like this. They kind of just utilize them in whatever fashion they can. And then even Jamal Agnew's having some games here and there. So you're just, what's going on? Um, I think Dan Arnold might be the only consistent piece moving forward. Um, He's outperformed Marvin Jones and Chenault in every game so far the past three weeks. And all I give a crud about is targets. That's all I care about. If you're going to get targets, that means you're going to get points. Because it's going to eventually turn into receptions, with hopefully it turns into touchdowns. Yeah, we just need to get him in the end zone. Uh, yep. Just, yeah, dude. If you it's a tough thing for Jacksonville. If you would have scored this week, it's tough. If you would have found the end zone this week, it would be. I mean, it'd be a totally different ball game. That's, that's all it takes for a tight end. Yeah. I mean, even without the t- uh, touchdown last week, he still scored eleven points. So that's not. That's awful. what I'm saying. Yeah. There's tight ends that didn't even hit that. <laughs> no, I've said it many times. You get ten points out of your tight end position every week. You're good yeah. you're very good and he has a chance of doing that with these 10 targets seven targets seven targets yeah i mean if he's going to consistently see around seven targets a game he'll get you at least 10 points yep no I, doubt about I it i agree with you on that one in fact if you're the tyler higby owner still dan arnold is rostered in 34 percent of leagues yep time to make a swap just throwing it out there you got anything else you want to add to dan arnold no, just that, again, I don't really have any feelings towards him. Well, I don't know why you bought his jersey, then. You should probably take it back. I will do that. Okay. I just figured you, uh, I don't know, maybe you just became a Jacksonville fan, too, all of a sudden. I don't no. know. I don't know what you do. No. No. You just randomly start switching teams and whatnot, so. Um, anyways, so, uh, we do appreciate you guys. Um, always taking the time to listen to the podcast. Uh, check out our website. Um, look at all of our social media pages. James, where can they find us at? Uh, yeah, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. You can just search us anywhere yeah. and see if we pop up. The Fancy Monsters or the FancyMonsters.com. Yeah, pretty much. Um, take a look at our merchandise, our all of our all of our gear on there. Um, we, you know, again, we just want to say thanks to everybody that's supporting us. Um, but uh, we got anything else we want to add before we jump off? No. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys again for listening to another week of the Fantasy Monsters. And uh, we'll see you soon. Have a go. Forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for you.